Guys, it has officially happened. I have run out of intros. I know, I know. Margaret, how can you not think of a lame joke? <laughs> it's happened, so don't get too excited. Let's just cut to the chase, shall we? question one topic multiple perspectives for each one you are listening to the young catholic podcast welcome back to another episode everyone this is the last interview regarding why is the blessed mother important to us as catholics and we wrap it up by speaking to one of my mom's good friends miss kathleen steen much like my last interview with my mom we discuss her personal journey with Mary and how she continues to impact Miss Kathleen's life. And just to give you a little bit of background on Miss Kathleen, she has her bachelor's degree in marketing and her master's degree in education. And she also has three kids, all of whom are young adults. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at theyoungcatholic underscore podcast. And leave us your questions about Catholicism on our website tycpodcast.com. At the end of the day, your questions are what is going to keep this podcast going. I do have some important news at the end of the interview, so make sure to listen to the show all the way through, okay? Here is the interview. Well, Miss Kathleen, thank you so much for being here. Let's begin. So, what was your relationship with Mary like growing up? Well, my first thought of my relationship with Mary, you know, when I was younger was my mother prayed with the mother's manual and it was a little tiny blue book with prayers for every situation that your child could possibly encounter, social, emotional, intellectual, any struggles your child may have or you as a mom, there were prayers. And my mother prayed that faithfully, even at 87, she has her tattered book that's rubber band because the pages she'll lose. And so I thought, geez, my mother being one of 12, she surrendered everything to Mary, to Jesus, because she knew she couldn't control and that was the beginning of my even thinking about. Now, when I was very young, no, I can't say that I had this deep relationship with the Blessed Mother. But when I made my confirmation, a friend of mine chose the name Bernadette. That's the name I chose because my friend did. And we researched the story. It was a black and white movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I had the opportunity to go to Lourdes this summer and sitting there just experiencing the place where Bernadette was, where the Blessed Mother appeared, was so incredibly just, it was a warm feeling. It was a good feeling. It was a safe feeling. It was just like your home. 
So that was such a beautiful time. But the confirmation, and then I received a rosary, a sterling silver rosary for my confirmation. And that's when I really started praying the rosary more regularly at night. And my mom always released me from the responsibility of feeling like if I fell asleep on the rosary, then that was just, it wouldn't count. She said, the angels finish it for you. So if I started the rosary and didn't finish it, I knew that I still had those prayers um, completed. And that was a comfort. Um, I always looked to the Blessed Mother. And um, because of being told at a young age, Jesus never refuses his mother. So that was one reason. How old were you when you received your your confirmation because I know nowadays I was 13 13 okay it used to be in eighth grade right yeah I know with um my mom too it's always fun to kind of reflect back upon okay how old were you when you received your first communion and your confirmation because at least nowadays at least in the United States you're usually about a junior I think I was a junior in high school about 16 yeah yeah so okay um and I also wanted to ask you too what was it like being one of 12 you said um, it was very busy. We always begged to be an only child because it was so, we never had our own rooms. Um, I can imagine. I mean, I can't imagine. I say I can imagine, but I can, I cannot imagine. I have one younger brother and that's love him, but oh my gosh. Well, they came one at a time. So I didn't immediately live with 11 other siblings. Um, I was the fourth to oldest. They were eight younger. So I was more maternal to the younger ones then. And now sisterly, because we have a wonderful, you know, relationship with our family and get together frequently. There were seven girls and five boys. Um, two were deceased. But um, it was very hectic. But I do know that God was present in our life. The Blessed Mother was present because of my mother and father being models of faith. So that was a gift, truly a gift. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, do you have any strong memories of Mary that made a huge impact on your life. Like I know, for example, even just with what you were telling me, watching the movie about St. Bernadette um, and later on in your life going to Lourdes and being in that presence. And I know for some people too, you will hear about, hopefully this isn't the same for everyone, but there will sometimes be a tragic event and they wind up having this encounter um, with Mary or with Jesus, but it doesn't have to be sad. It could also be a happy time where you just remember her presence. Do you have any of those memories or? Um, Mary was always present in my life, but as far as just a real awareness or an encounter, um, we traveled to Medjugorje with our children and that's the probably more recent times, 2006. And, you could feel her presence, not, it wasn't when we went to Apparition Hill, my children were not all excited about going because we were hijacking their Thanksgiving holiday. And when we got off the plane, instant peace. There was nothing that they ever complained about. We told them that they were only required to go to Apparition Hill and attend a mass in Croatian and that they would be free. They joined us for every single event. And it was such, you could feel her presence through my children. And that was a huge 
encounter. And that was a very positive one. There was one that was less so. Um, my sister was diagnosed three years ago with cholangiocarcinoma. Um, her, both lobes of her liver were completely encompassed by a tumor, and she had just recently adopted a child. And again, knowing we could not control this, praying to the Blessed Mother and just praying the rosary even more fervently, even more faithfully, and knowing that God's hand in this would make everything okay. So, and praying with her daughter, who's now five, that you have your mom in heaven and you have Mary in heaven. And so you can pray always because they will take care of you. And that to me is a comfort because I also prayed with my children. I am your earthly mother. I will fail you. I will disappoint you. You will be unhappy with me. Always look to the Blessed Mother because she will give you the comfort that I can't and she will not disappoint. Wow. That's so much to reflect upon. That's beautiful. I know, uh, I, I don't know if I realized it when I was younger per se, but at least as I've gotten older, just realizing that no one is, no one is perfect and um, thinking about how, okay, who can I truly, truly lean on for support? Of course, everyone needs, I guess you can say like earthly support from people, but especially being able to have that comfort of knowing that no, there is Jesus. There is Mary who said yes so perfectly to this plan that she had no idea what she was about to be involved with and being able to put that confidence and that trust in her knowing that just being able to cry out just mom and know that, you know, depending on the situation, my physical mom will be there, but also that spiritual mom, um, who is always there too, is just so powerful. After becoming a mom, did your relationship with Mary change or was it about the same? Cause you were saying how she was always a part of your life. It does sound like from the stories that you've been saying, that it really was as you've gotten older with your kids that, I mean, with, with the trip to Medjugorje. Um, it deepened because having born children, and even if you don't, I have two sisters who adopted children. Those are their, that's their children and they feel it. Um, as I do, you, you love them, you suffer with them, you celebrate with them and Mary. I feel a greater connection because I know Mary loved her son, celebrated, had fun, but also suffered and allowed his suffering and accepted it, which as a mom today, we don't want our children to suffer. We want to, as they call it, snowplow, clear the path and let them just walk the earth unscathed. Well, the bumps and bruises do build character and the struggles and challenges strengthen you. So to uh, to take that away from your child is a disservice. So I feel close closer to Mary and a deeper relationship with Mary because I know she 
what she witnessed her son being scourged, you know, being crucified and knowing he was not guilty of what, of anything. And to know that our children sometimes suffer rightfully and wrongfully and it's painful. So I think, you know, our a mother of sorrows, our lady of sorrows is someone that we can, that I have gone to um, when my children have had challenges and struggles. Um, but also just her as more of a person and not this um, saint that is not something that we can really communicate with. It made it much easier to communicate on a more regular basis. Having felt her presence most of my life, yes, but just kind of chatting with her a little different now that I'm a mom. If you haven't, I don't think you have talked about this. Can you talk about, I can never pronounce this shrine. Schoenstatt. 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 I have butchered that in my head every time it wants to put me in my head. I saw you like shh. I was like the shh. And that's the only one I know that's the shh. Schoenstatt. It's the, it's the shh. It's It's from Germany, yes. It's, it's beautiful. Originated. Can you talk about that? Well, I, it's been probably 10 to 15 years that, that I've prayed with this image of the Blessed Mother and, and baby Jesus, um, my neighbor invited me to participate. There are numerous groups all over, and it's the way it's set up, you know, three days a month. There are 10 women, three days a month. I pray before this image and pray the rosary, and there's a beautiful prayer that goes with it just for your family, praying for, you know, praying to Mary to, you know, just cover her man, you know, cover your family with her mantle, the protection, the guidance, and entrusting all to her. And um, I don't, I never, I mean, I've heard the the history of it, but I don't recall all the details. But I do find that when we have the statue in our home, it's ever more present that feel of her just covering all of us with that, you know, special blessing, special, you know, protection. Um, so it's a different, it's a, it's, it, you, you feel her presence ever more when the statue is in our home. How did you hear about this? Had it been going on before um, you started using it or? It, I had not heard anything of this until my neighbor invited me to participate um, and her nanny started the group, you know, that, that I participate in, oh, probably 50 years ago. Um, but I don't know when truly it actually started and became something that people, you know, do. Just curious. Cause I know we've had it at my house and I know what we'll do. We'll put it downstairs. We have a altar and I will um, bring it with me and I'll just spend time with it. And there definitely is a presence about just having it there. And of course, too, I want to make very obvious we're, we are by no means worshiping this or this shrine of Mary. Absolutely not. Um, but there is this deep reverence towards Mary. And just having her there, it, it's, it's like another... Uh, it's like another hug around the house 
It's the way that I kind of like to think about it too. Well, and and we have ours in the den, the, the common room. But at night, I bring her in the back to our bedroom. My children are, you know, out of the house. It's just my husband and I. And on Monday nights, if it happens to fall, when I do have the show in stat, we pray the rosary. Um, we started praying. Uh, it's three and a half years ago now. Um, when my sister was diagnosed, we started a Monday rosary. And um, when we have the statue, it just, it's so wonderful to pray as a community. It's wonderful when I pray the rosary individually or with my husband or in church, but to pray in your home and have the show and stat um, there is even more special. Um, and we even stopped after my sister passed three and a half years ago. We stopped. It was Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we thought, you know, we'll just take a break, let everybody kind of handle the holidays, and we'll decide after the first of the year. Well, people were asking to come and pray together, so we have um, continued and will continue to pray on Monday nights at 6 p.m., our rosary. If ever you want to, I guess, like, listen to the rosary, I know I will often find you know how life is. I have, you have a million things going on in your head and to be able to just shut it all off and pray can be very difficult. And so I found it's a podcast, but it's strictly the rosary and it's a 15 minute rosary and they have different background noises to it. So I listen to one. They have, I mean, I can't even tell you how many. They have a creek running in the background if you want it and it has all the mm-hmm. mysteries. Um, but I have one with not one, but the ones that I listen to are all the mysteries, but it has acoustic guitar. It is beautiful. So if ever you want to say the rosary and it's hard to focus, I can share that with you as well. No, that's wonderful because something that um, my spiritual director suggested a couple of years ago, because sometimes, you know, I get distracted, I'm praying the rosary or I'm, and my mind's wandering. She suggested that I attach those people I'm praying for to one of the Hail Marys. So pray for us sinners and for Margaret. Pray for us sinners and for Kathleen. Pray for us sinners. And just to stay focused on those people you're praying for instead of your grocery list or all the errands you have to run if something's pulling you away. And then sometimes you're being pulled away because that's where God's pulling you and that's where you're being called. But um, no, there's some beautiful and also there's some beautiful music. Um, musicians local who have that's recorded awesome. the Rosary Kitty that. Cleveland. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Trisha Rafa, yes. That so is those, awesome. And then they have the, you know, ones for specific, you know, praying for against abortion. There's a prayers and meditations. So that's awesome. There's a lot, a lot of resources. Fantastic. Did you ever, let's see, did you ever question Mary's significance in the church? such as why we give so much reverence to her. And the reason why I'm asking that is because just like with what I was telling my mom and just with this podcast, everyone, it seems to be questioning everything, which asking questions again, as I've said for the millionth time, it's not a bad thing. Um, But I still feel like it's worth asking because I'm sure everyone at some point in their life, whether it is with Mary or any aspect of the faith has always wondered, why, why do we do that? So have you ever experienced that? It's okay if you haven't. Um, but. No, I 
cannot say that I've questioned why we do it, but I know other Christians and other people question it. The way it was explained to me, and I think early on, that's why I have not questioned the way we revere the Blessed Mother and Mary, is when you need prayers, you ask your friends, you ask your family, you ask your pastor, would you pray for me? And so I'm asking for you to pray to God my intention. The way it was explained to me is that when I go to the Blessed Mother and ask for prayers, I'm asking for her intercession. I'm asking her as the mother of Jesus to go to him and say, Jesus, Kathleen needs prayers. And my parents said, the son is not going to refuse his mother. And so that is always, I've always reconciled the whole, I guess, other thought that we glorify and, you know, worship the Blessed Mother. We don't. We are asking her to pray on our behalf, just like we would ask a friend. So when other people say you worship, say, well, do you ever ask someone to pray for you? And they say, yes, all the time. Well, that's what we're doing. We're just doing it with the mother of Jesus. That's a great answer. Do you have any advice for those who are struggling with a relationship with Mary, especially young adults like myself? The only advice that I can think for people who do struggle with a relationship with Mary is whether you had a mother who was a model of faith or a mother who was less than and lacking to allow allow yourself to go to Mary and ask for whatever it is you need because many people have emptiness or brokenness in their relationship with their own mother. And so if your earthly mother is not what you needed or wanted, go to someone who is heavenly and ask for that. Um, But as far as practical, you know, oh, what can younger people do? The younger generation is very quick to research, Google, Ask Check, lots of yes, questions. Yes, ask lots of questions, Research. and that's great. But many people forget to explore their faith. So if you're struggling, explore opportunities where you can come together with someone who does <clears throat> have a relationship or some organization. There are many Marian groups in the city and across the nation across the world, um, but seek out. A lot of times faith issues are not something younger people or older people too will seek. You know, if they want to learn how to be better at something, they're going to Google it. They're going to get a trainer. They're going to go work with it. You know, talk to people who have those relationships with Mary and explore like you would try to find out just like you want to find out all the answers to all the other questions try and find out why you're struggling ask look um and 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 just pray pray always pray always pray about it god i don't have a relationship i would like to deepen my relationship 
present opportunities, put people in my life that I will accept and hear. For sure. For sure. Well, I think that's, I think that is it. Okay. I just have to say this. Learning about these personal journeys in regards to faith and in, in this case, you know, Mary and her influence in Miss Kathleen's life, it is just so enjoyable. Oh my gosh, it's just so much fun. So I hope that you all have enjoyed this as well. So now is time for the news. I have been doing this podcast since October of 2019, which I'm not actually sure if many of you know that. I guess if you start from the very beginning, you would know that. But there have been some new listeners from all over the world, which is insane to me. So people from, I'm just going to list all of the countries that I can see in the statistics of the software that I use for the podcast. But we have Brazil, Guatemala, India, Australia, the United Kingdom, Germany, Romania. Are y'all kidding me? This is amazing. This is just the coolest, coolest thing. So anyways, I need need to calm down. Okay, I'm calming down. I have been doing this podcast since last October. And guys, time has been flying. I cannot believe we're in March. I feel like that's my catchphrase. I can't believe how fast time is going, but it's March. What? It's March of 2020. Anyways, with that being said, I want to make some changes to the show. Don't worry, the overall format of the show isn't going to be changing. I'll still be taking your questions and interviewing different people, getting different perspectives. That's all, I mean, that is the premise for the show, so that will not be changing. But what I really want to do is make this show more engaging for you all. So next week, I will be releasing an episode where I discuss the changes, and hopefully you all will like them as much as I do. If this show is impacting your life and you would like to offer a monetary donation to the show, you can do so on our Anchor website, which is anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, dot F-M slash T-Y-C podcast. From one young Catholic to another, preach the truth as if you had a million voices. It is the silence that kills the world. St. Catherine of Siena. Thank you.